The thoughts, opinions, and general overall shade thrown on Hyatt 9 News are those of the individual speakers and not those of Hyatt 9 News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice. And for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional. Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and daily antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at nine with us. Like Dope is down on the street. Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. That's right. It is Wednesday, November 22nd, and today is National Taiwan On Day. And you know what they're referring to with this, Mandy? They are referring to women tying on aprons, getting ready to cook Thanksgiving dinner. And it is also National Jukebox Day. National Cranberry Relish Day. I don't know what the hell Cranberry Relish is, but the picture looked absolutely terrible, even though cranberry sauce is pretty good. But nonetheless, thank you for joining us and getting high at 9 with us. That's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. Use that QR code somewhere on our screen to find out where we live on the Internet. And we are live every Monday through Friday on YouTube. And now we are also streaming to Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Rumble. And so welcome to anyone joining us from any of those platforms as well. Thank you for checking us out, and we're glad that you are here with us. But nonetheless, we are going to kick it off with the dope dad himself, Mr. Rico Lamite, who has a very, very interesting story today. Oh, man, I can't wait to hear the drama in this, and I'm really pretty sure that China's going to be really mad about it. But nonetheless, it is the dope dad himself. It is Rico Lamite. Thank you, Jason. Why is China going to be mad at this? <laughs> they're they're going to be mad at this. Yep, for sure. Okay. All right. So, so my story is a follow-up from a little debate that we had last week. LeBron James. That's why. So uh, NBA superstar LeBron James continues to shut down the critics and non-believers as the 38-year-old led his L.A. Lakers team to a dramatic 105-104 victory this past weekend with the elder statesman becoming the only Laker on the court to hit 40 minutes on the night. Could cannabis be the catalyst driving LeBron James's top-tier performance at such an old age? I know we joked about it last week, but um, a post-three-pointer celebration after making a three-pointer in the uh, second quarter, he appeared to mime smoking a blunt and passing it to fellow Laker Christian Wood. Can we get a little video action going here? Uh, Adam. Hold on, hold on. He's going to take he's take, take a second. Adam, Adam, Adam's pulling it up, so so just give him give him just a second. He's, he's getting there for you. All right. Yes. All right. This is fantastic, too, by the oh, way. Oh, boy. I'm telling you, China's going to be mad about this. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you. 
they're not going to be happy. LeBlunt, LeBlunt James. Yeah, 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 yeah. But keep, continue LeBlunt with the story. James. Continue with the story while while he's while he's getting this video ready, Rico. Okay, cool. So, uh, um, the seemingly innocuous, per the articles, the seemingly innocuous gesture sent social media on fire. They could do a two-hour thirty for thirty just on LeBron James handshakes. <laughs> I'm going to smoke weed now because my idol, LeBron James, did this, another person said. <laughs> I'm telling you. Many people were calling him LeBlunt and LeBud. And then uh, ESPN host Stephen A. Smith took to X, formerly Twitter, to gently rib King James. Don't even make me say it, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and um, Stephen A. Smith is known for chastising NBA players who get caught uh, for smoking weed or uh, they, they they pop positive on a test. And he's always saying, don't leave the weed alone. <laughs> so we got that video ready yet, man? Yep. I think we do. We, are we got I want everybody already? here to be the judge. Here we go. Oh, I want go. I want you all to be the judge. Is LeBron James. Oh, he's passing it, bro. He's passing it. He's passing it right there. He's passing it. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm hitting it. I'm passing it. That's, I mean, anyone, anyone with, with, with any type of common sense can see that, 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 that that's passing weed. All right. He even, he even blows his cheeks out like he's a chipmunk. Yes. Did you see that? Yes. So everybody, yeah, yes, yeah, indeed. He that's, was, that's, he was that's definitely. That's going to be my new greeting yeah. now when I see y'all. I'm just going to be like, Yes, that's a new secret. No hugs. Handshake. I mean, what's up, Rico? You remember, like, in college, like, you know, over the years, like, when a receiver would burn somebody down the field and they get in the end zone, like, you know what I'm saying? You got lit up. So, you're saying that's like yeah, spiking we, 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 the ball, we, we, Luke? Yeah, okay, yeah, right, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. We would take a um, when we uh, back before you know, uh, football turned um soft football turns soft <laughs> we were allowed to hit people as hard we were allowed to hit people as hard as we could we actually got trophies <laughs> we got trophies from the coach for knocking dudes out i mean uh, yeah and, i used uh, to get stickers on my helmet i used to get stickers on my helmet for that i oh knocked the dude's yeah. chin yeah, strap off once and oh, my coach yeah. like yeah. put me up in front of the team like hey you guys hit like this and i was like that's yeah. right yeah. Our, our, our coaches used <laughs> to my tell old, us my old helmet yeah, is out there but i actually have, I have three bones <laughs> i have three bones on my helmet from senior year when i knocked three dudes out and uh, <laughs> and we used to have a uh celebration after we did that shit we go and just toss that shit, <laughs> toss our, that our shit coaches, on the body. Our coaches used as to always, body laid lifeless. Our, our coaches always <laughs> used to tell us to make sure that we laid a hat on somebody. Yeah, lay some yes. hat on somebody. Lay hat, lay, lay in hat. Lay a hat. Yes. Uh, yes, indeed. It's like laying pipe, but it's not. Uh, it, it's, a little, not. it's a little different, but um, <laughs> but yeah, just, just, it's yeah, actually just, way just, different yeah. than laying pipe. It's, it's actually way different. different. Uh, yeah, it's a different. Yes. Definitely uh, different, yeah, different, different, that's different, that's for sure. different game, really. In, in totally 20, different game. Yeah, uh, finish in mind. Yeah, in 2020, the NBA announced that they'd be disallowing league officials from randomly testing marijuana, but initially the plan was temporary. This is also a follow-up from last uh, last week. Uh, earlier this year, the NBA definitively stopped penalizing players for marijuana use and ceased testing of the drug. So cool. We have that wrapped up, and LeBron James is now. Um, He's at least uh, signaling out there that he wants you to uh, pass him a blunt. So if you see LeBron out in public, I mean, in all fairness, he cannot is a, get mad. In all fairness, he is in a get mad. jersey, and like LA is the capital in the world for smoking weed. I yes, think it you is. Just oh, hold on. In the NBA, smokes weed. Well, I mean, they're, 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 they, they, well, they are called ballers, Dale. 
I know, I know. <laughs> Back in my day when dinosaurs were around, we weren't allowed to even have weed around us. I mean, I we know. still did. Was that was that back celebrate like it is today? Was that back when uh when basketball you still had the basket as a um as a peach basket, Dale? Yeah, close. Okay. With three point lines, no no clock, none of that shit. Yeah, none of that. And that, that soft shit. Will Chamberlain still no, put up hundred points. No, no, no pussy ass fouls, none of that, huh, Dale? Oh man! Even when you're bleeding, it's like shut the fuck up and get out there and play. That's right. Tough enough. I will say this though: out of the big three, um, the NBA definitely has been leading the charge on the acceptance of cannabis and the players and the league as as a whole. And I really, I really do applaud them on that. And I think people, more people, should do that because leagues like the NFL and the and the MLB should be following suit, like. Especially for if it's for the pharmaceutical reason alone of not having these players go after these games where they're getting beat up and then having to just be on these the slew of pharmaceuticals. If if yes. just alone for that you you want to endorse or not even endorse it, allow it. I, I, t- I think I, that should I, be something. That's I right. have a reason as to as to why. I have a reason as to why that is. Okay. I have a, a tell us a on wise this. one. Tell us a wise. So Jason, so so the I, I feel that that. In, in regards with um, urban culture, okay, you basketball is the number one sport followed by the NFL. Urban culture. Hold on. Oh, is that coded yeah. for black culture? Nope. 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 But of course, I knew you were going to put that kind of spin on it just because you like to like to do those. Types what, what of things, define no. urban culture, please. Urban culture. Urban, young, like hip hop, youth culture per, is more interested <laughs> in, is more ister- interested in basketball than football and then baseball. And due to the fact that the NFL only plays one game a week, as opposed to basketball, where you could play a few games a week, so therefore they have a much larger presence in the public space as being an NBA player, and that and that's why what? I think that's crazy oh, no. talk. Now all that would be true if no, the presence not. was larger, and the NFL is way larger than the NBA. So your it, your it theory may, is hold kind on, of hold blown out. You're not. You didn't allow me to finish my theory. Okay, so my my theory, my theory, my my, my theory, my my theory finishes on this is that because basketball players are more in the public eye because they're on television more nights out of the week than NFL players. That's why the NFL is being more lenient on cannabis as opposed to the NFL. The NBA. Yep, the NBA. Sorry. that's, that's, That's false. No, it's not. Yeah, that, that, I don't know where you that, come I up with yeah. that, that, that is false. Cracker Jack boxes, Jason. Jeez, come on. You guys are crazy. We're just going to agree to disagree. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You guys you guys it, can it, be so, wrong so, if you guys so want. It was, it's okay. So it was actually Major League Baseball that actually um, broke it's the dying. ceiling here. They allowed they allowed players to uh, A, hawk CBD products. Uh, I think it was like four, uh, three, four years ago. And then they've been able to uh, to actually invest well, in cannabis companies. Cannabis couldn't cannabis openly cannabis openly smoke. Uh, confirm anything. Cannabis, yeah, and, cannabis uh, smoke uh, hasn't uh, changed yeah. changed chewing. Chewing still the number True. one thing in um, baseball. Yeah, they still chew. They still chew tobacco yeah, and all really? that stuff. But um, yeah, I didn't also, know that. I, yeah, so I thought they had moved away from that. No, didn't they didn't that. do that. No, no. and and mm-hmm. you can also look to Bo Wrigley. You know, uh, Cresco, Mr. Cresco himself yeah. is. Um, also, Mr. Wrigley Field uh, for the Chicago mm-hmm. Cubs, the only uh, place in, in Major League uh, or in uh, professional sports where you can buy CBD beverages in the stadium. I'm surprised Bo Wrigley so, um, hasn't came out with a with a Skittles chew. 
for his oh, baseball. Right. Oh, did you say Skittles or did you say Skittles? Yeah, I said Skittles. I need to make sure what you said there. Since he owns the rights to Skittles, I figure he might as well come out with a Skittles chew, and then that way they could. He might. He might as well come out with some infused gummies or some infused chewable. Look, Dale is just Dale is just in disgust. Like Jesus Christ, these kids nowadays. Whatever happened to just smoking weed? That's right, Dale. I'm telling you, we have we yes. have to we have to uh, get a uh, plush a Dale Uncle Dale plush toy where we can pull the the string in the back, and he says the Dale is back in my day. We used to smoke what, whatever, hey, uncle. oh, it's it's got to yeah. be a it's got to be a, a rope. Pissing up a rope. Yeah, no, no, it's got to be a rope, and he's got to say, "Don't piss on my rope." <laughs> I'll take yes. you to the woodshed, boy. Exactly. I will. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> whoop your ass buddy that's right oh yes. man oh yeah, i raised three sons those motherfuckers drove me crazy uh, <laughs> yes put that on there Uncle yeah, Dale, man. exactly that Uncle Dale. that's right oh man and on that we're gonna keep this train moving we're gonna roll right into a commercial and we're gonna be right back how's it going guys saman razani coming to you from green street here with jason beck smoking on the best weed in the world did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out. Yes, it is. a licensing deal. That's insane. All right, yes. coming up is the Hyatt Nine Head Honcho, known for smoking the best weed in the world, uh, but also perusing these streets looking for boof. And looking to call out Canadians for smoking and selling said boof. Come to the right. stage. You know who it is. Jason. Oh, yes. Good morning, Rico. Hope everyone is having an amazing I get day. No applause? You get no applause, man. Sorry, sorry. No love. No love. It's okay. It's all right. People got better things to do, apparently, but whatever. It's all right. Nonetheless, nonetheless, you guys, I'll tell you what is going on. There's a lot of scammers going on because it's the holiday season coming up. And, of course, we want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, multi-state mar- excuse me, mar- marijuana MSO Mary Med loses $646,000 in the sophisticated email fraud, you guys. That's right. Multi-state marijuana operator Mary Med mistakenly transferred hundreds of thousands of dollars to a fraudulent recipient after receiving a forged email, according to the company's latest quarterly filing with U.S. securities regulators. The fraud revelation comes shortly after the Massachusetts-based MSO chief financial officer uh, resigned without explanation, although it is unclear whether the two events are linked. Mary Med, which appear, uh, which operates in five states, confirmed with MJ Biz Daily that it, it lost some totaled $646,000 in a quote. We have nothing further to share on the on on that other. Uh, our expectation is that we will recover lost funds either from the bank or through our cybersecurity insurance policy. Mary Med Chief Communications Officer Howard Stater uh, said in an emailed statement to MJ Biz Daily in a quote. This was a very sophisticated global fraud that we believe took months of planning, and we have been working with the FBI and local police during their investigations, he continued. He also says, this should serve as a a cautionary tale to any company, including those like Merrimed, that operate at the highest standard of financial discipline and governance. The transfer was related to a term loan payment, according to Merrimed's 10 uh, 10, 10 Q's form 
for the quarter ending in September 30th. The money was sent to a Chase bank account provided in a forged email was received the that where they received the filing noted it appears that Mary Med scrambled to stop the transfer and at first Chase Bank told Mary Med that the cannabis and MSO had identified the problem before the payment was delivered and the transfer was on hold as the bank investigated that investigation is still ongoing and the bank has since indicated that the funds were delivered to the fraudulent recipient's account, Mary Med wrote in its quarterly filing. In another quote, we are awaiting a receipt of a formal response from the bank with the results of its investigation and continue to pursue all channels through our bank to recover these funds. Mary Med has also filed the claim under its corporate cybersecurity insurance, the company which accounted for the 646000 sum uh, loss as, as an expense in its financials, said it will reverse the expense if the money is recovered from the bank or from the insurance claim. In an additional quote, we have implemented additional safeguards to protect ourselves from future fraudulent activity, Mary Med's filing said. And former Mary Med CFO Susan Villari resigned effectively October 31st, not long before the company reported third quarter earnings. Mary Med's November 3rd news release announcing Villari's resignation offered no details or commentary regarding her departure. The company declined to answer on MJ Biz uh, Daily's question regarding whether Villari's resignation was related to the email fraud incident and MJ Biz Daily reached out to Valari for comment and is still awaiting a response. Joseph Steinberg is a New York-based cybersecurity expert and author who reviewed Mary Med's filing and in a quote he says, there are not simplistic attacks where some random criminal sent out 10 million phishing emails, Steinberg said. In most cases, these things are going to involve uh, re reconnaissance, planning, strategic targeting, using information, perhaps multiple steps by the by the fraudster, perhaps multiple emails, maybe even phone calls by the fraudster. Steinberg noted that he couldn't comment on Mary Med's specific case without knowing more details. However, he painted a picture of corporate cybercrime that's much more complex than simple phishing scams. In a quote, people have the tendency to sometimes to say, oh, someone got fished and over amplify it as if this were on were, were all on an error by one party it's often not the case he said sometimes there are cases where banks have uh, processed transactions that they shouldn't have processed there there were there there were glaring red flags and he also says sometimes there are situations where this information came from legitimate parties steinberg continued and there are cases where stuff is even confirmed over the phone and there's fraud involved in the phone calls. Fraudsters can breach a company's cybersecurity indirectly by targeting third parties, Steinberg warned. Criminals know how to exploit the weakest link in the chain, he said. And if you're a sizable business and you're doing a lot of business and you've got real money that can be stolen, criminals may try to get into in in into you by leveraging mistakes or security weaknesses at a third party with whom you're doing business. So you have to protect yourself also against those types of risks, they say. Well, 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 well. Mary Med out over a half a million dollars. What do you guys have to say about this? This is Jason Beck for the High at Nine News Hour. What do y'all think? Um, scams are running rampant and cannabis businesses are not you know, immune to it. There, last year, multiple friends of mine were getting 
emails sent to their entire staff within the company and they appeared to be coming from the CEO asking the employees to go out and buy gift cards to re-gift to other staff members but to give them to him first. I mean, that's how not, about that? I mean, how would they give them? That's to the him? lack of internal controls. How, how would they give? Yeah, them I to was just going to say that. I was going to say the same thing is like, I feel like if you get scammed, I mean, and, and listen, my heart goes out to the people that that do get scammed. Listen, it sucks. I understand. But um, listen, if you get scammed for something like this at a company and you're supposed to be at that level to be able to control those that level of finances, you're fired. Yeah, I and agree. what about all the little old ladies that Straight get their up. money taken from them and no one does anything about it? Like, this is a corporation. What right? if this lady this was is... the CFO and she was the one that orchestrated all this and, and she was the one that ran off with the bag? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that Maybe. definitely don't, sounds don't, don't like be, a movie. Plausible. Yeah. It, I think don't the be, don't be engaging in there. something to say about this, too. Because most of them have provisions that you have to have certain levels of security and standard operating procedures to evaluate threats and things like that. And if you're a big enough company, you have somebody whose job it is to be watching your systems for this type of attack. Um, and the insurance company may or may not pay out. We'll just have to see. Yeah, I, Chase I, I, got caught. They notified him, you know, hey, this looks like a scam, and they still paid him. So I think, I think you know, well, hold Chase on, hold on, Dale. I, 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 I don't think I don't think Chase does have their ass out there because because they. Like why? Why would they if, if they if they paid a scam and then all of a sudden after they paid it then then they think it's a scam? Like I I feel like you would know it's a scam before you paid it. Well, and I'm confused about Monday morning quarterback. I mean, sometimes, and right? And if you send Chase a notice that I think this is a fraudulent um, transfer, and they say, "Oh, we're going to look at it before we transfer it," and they transfer it anyway, I think that may subject them to some some liability here too. That that may, but I think that's all going to depend. That's all going to depend in the timestamps, and 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 to my to my knowledge, you know, sometimes when you send when you send something, it's out of the bank's control to be able to stop it. So they the bank may not have had the ability to actually stop the transaction, even though the email said that they may. Oh no, they did on this one. On this one, they did on a transaction of that level. The bank always had there. There's always going to be steps along the way to where the bank could could have ceased the transaction. But I'm with Dale too on this. I think, you know. I think not only in that company, but there was multiple there was multiple steps along the way where somebody botched something or didn't follow some type of policy because there are procedures in most companies, especially ones that large, for for these types of transactions and there's processes and yep. no it doesn't look like they were followed in a certain way. And hey, look, like I said, if you did this and and if I did this and I worked for a company, I would expect not to have a job too. I yeah. you effed up big time. So, yeah. hey, it's part of the game. It's part of the game. Finances in any business is the biggest responsibility of the business. It's the most critical, the most important. You have to have your smartest, most capable, most trustworthy person in that role. I can just imagine the conversations at the company holiday party in regards right? to this. Yeah, it's got to be, oh, I'd love to be a fly in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> holiday party, that thing's super <laughs> off, bro. <laughs> Christmas is canceled, kids. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, man. These guys. These and guys. give the email address and residence address to the person who put this up and 
Hey, go talk to them. Yeah, man. I'm willing to bet. Anybody can send them an email about their new company party that they have to give us twenty five dollars for. I'm I'm willing to bet that uh that 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 money is either in Nigeria or India or somewhere. It's already it's already left the U.S. Just like Jason to try to point out one of the third world countries as being the culprit. Right, the shithole countries, Jason. Shithole countries. I watch I watch a lot of. I don't know if you guys ever watch it, but do you watch the 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 scammer the scammer channels? Where where they have no. the, the internet hackers. What the fuck is the scammer channel? For everybody oh, for everybody out there, for everybody out there that does not know, Jason actually is a boomer. I like to watch the scammer. I like to watch the scammer channels because they, 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 they be, has a they be calling these phone. guys out. They be calling these guys out. No, I actually have no home phone. No, no home phone. He has a rotary phone. That's cute. I, I have I have a few I have a few mobile phones. I'm, I'm I am considering getting an additional one, but nonetheless you got the old flip still i know you got a flip somewhere in the house somewhere you get, you get the chip flip get I, a chip I, flip I, I, I probably have someone in some box somewhere i'm pretty sure i probably still have one of those sitting around somewhere or the one that you, uh, i'll chirp at you bro i have i have all my old, the old nextel old, i have all my old electronic devices because the reality is that those people that try to recycle the devices they don't pay you enough to give them to you so i just keep mine so you just Come on, nice. and, and have free storage space with a bunch of junk. Yep. Got it. I have I have a whole um, bunch of listen, like they'll be antiques. They'll be yep. auctioning them off. Exactly. I'll tell you what, in Atwater, United States Penitentiary, they re, they like do all the recycling. Just we're gonna go over there, we're gonna drop off all your stuff. It's gonna they be got, turned got, into new stuff and out. somebody else can use it, they bro. Got, they, they gotta just cash give it out. away, dog. No, just good. give it away. I'm it's good. okay. I'm green of them. I'm so good. green. He's got like that first cell phone with the battery pack yeah. that yes. mounted to the base of yes. your car. Yes. It got his, it yes. got his name like scratched in it with a nail. I'm pretty sure I even have a. Hey, Jason, have, have does a your beamer phone. does your beamer have a car phone in it? You're, you're funny. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> do you that's have a car funny. phone? That's funny. I do have a car phone. Oh, I bet I Jason do. still has his pager. I do have a car phone, and I do have still have pagers. <laughs> See through. Yes. And 100%. a fax machine, right? And a time port. Oh Don't forget yeah. That too. Time port. Time ports were the business. But uh, yeah. we got we got to keep this keep this train going. I know you guys love these little tangents, these little sprees and whatnot. But we're Let's gonna, do it. Yeah, we're gonna roll right into Mr. Dale point. Schaefer. He's the founder of Armada Law Practice, and at one point in time, did some crime for a cannabis crime. That, but here he is today to share us a tale in regards of people screwing people over. That's right, is none other than Mr. Dale Schaefer. Ah, good morning, everybody. And for those of you on the East Coast, uh, I hope you're not freezing your ass off. They probably uh, are. This is a cautionary tale this morning about insurance companies and how they can uh, tell you, sorry, we're not going to pay the claim. Uh, this comes out of Michigan. It's uh, out of Law 360. The headline is Michigan panel has no coverage for marijuana grow house fire. Uh, now, I've set up tons of businesses in the cannabis industry over the years. And every one of them struggled to find insurance. Even today, they're struggling to find quality insurance. And this is a cautionary tale for make sure if you get an insurance policy, you understand what the policy um, says it covers and what it excludes. Now, this this is a Conifer Insurance Company out of Michigan. It's a Michigan court. And this is beyond the pleading stage. They filed... Um, or a breach of the insurance contract and some equitable remedies after a fire in 2020 burned down their grow house and they thought they had a fire insurance policy. And it turns out that they didn't have an emergency extinguishing system in the building. And that was a what we call a condition precedent 
the, to coverage. If you don't have one of those, you don't have fire coverage. And it also turns out that the insurance company sent inspectors in several times to take a look around and they renewed the policy from 2017 to 2020 when the fire occurred. Um, and so when they had a fire and they made the claim, um, they went in and did an inspection and there was no emergency extinguishing system in the building. Now I've had these problems many times here in California where the only kind of business you could rent, only building you get is old as dirt. They may have a couple of pipes hanging from the ceiling, but they're not really a water sprinkling system. So it becomes an issue and a problem. And I don't know who actually owned the building. The name of the uh, plaintiff is uh, 23771 Blackstone, which sounds like it's the street it was on. Okay? So I don't know who owns the building, but the fire policy was not strictly a fire policy. It was a policy that included fire coverage so that turned out to be a problem here also, because when the claim was made, they filed suit uh, and they went into discovery. And part of the initial say, state of the um, case was that the plaintiffs agreed that there was, in fact, no emergency extinguishing system in the building, period. Okay? So they sunk their ship from the gate because the defendants filed for what we call summary judgment, say there's no tribal issue of fact. If you don't have an emergency extinguishing system, there is no coverage. And that was what the court held. It went to the appellate court. The appellate court said, hey, we read this clearly unambiguously. If you don't have one of these systems, you don't have fire coverage. And despite the fact they went out and looked around a couple of times, they weren't looking around for the plaintiff. There was no disagreement or ambiguity in what the coverage said. So it got denied. I don't know how much of a loss this was for them, but if you have a fire in your building and it's not insured, uh, this is worse than being scammed for 600,000 bucks. I mean, you may be totally done and there's no chance you're going to get a recovery of this loss. So as a cautionary tale, anybody out there who's in the cannabis industry right now or looking to get into it, I work with insurance agents and coverage counsel. And when we have any question uh, about what's required for coverage or what actually is covered, I have my insurance agent uh, work with us and coverage counsel because every policy has a declarations page in it which tells you this is what we cover and it has exclusions in it this is what we don't cover and if you think oh i got a policy i'm golden and you don't read it then you're dumb as a box of rocks okay because you're going to get screwed at some point here and it's too late when you've had the event and you go oh i'm, I'm covered and they go oh sorry you're not covered the cautionary tale here is Find an insurance agent you can trust that will provide coverage in the cannabis industry. Find an attorney you can trust, and I know that's a big ask because too many of them are just full of shit and want your money. But find somebody you can trust, and I, when I have any questions, I rely on coverage counsel to read the policy and tell me exactly what does it cover and what doesn't it cover, and what do I have to do to make sure I'm covered. That's my cautionary tale little pleading stuff in there. I'm going to have you guys a law degree before we're done here. Uh, and I'm going to throw it back out to you about your own war stories and your own cautionary tales. Be careful. Insurance will make or break your business. Throw it back at you. Dale, do we, do we know what started this fire, Dale? I didn't, I mean, I didn't read all the pleading, so I don't know. Spark. It's just, electrical. Spark started it. I mean, listen, it was, you know, on. Jason, as well as LeBron I do, like, when we, I'm sorry, Dale, go ahead. 
<laughs> oh, it's just LeBron passing one. That's what it was. LeBron. Okay. Yes. Um, but like you know, a lot LeBron, of times, LeBron was especially in the grow houses. We do these wirings, right? And uh -huh. people aren't doing shit up to code. And I'm not saying that this happened at this spot, but it, or it wasn't up to code. But a lot of times, even when they're up to code, um, you're having water, you have wind, you have a lot of things moving in a grow house. You're trying to mimic nature, and uh, fires happen. I've had I had multiple grow houses. You know, thank God nothing like burnt down on on that scale. But you know where it could have been bad, where you know things shorted out on like the breaker box well, or on the sub. I mean, it even could have been a bulb exploding, Luke. Yeah, yeah it could yeah. be something anything, very small, anything. very small. You know, sometimes um, the trays will overflow, and they'll hit a a, a a extension cord that's on the ground and and things like that. So it's all there's there's multiple things that can happen. Yeah, but hit, hitting an extension cord if there's water, that's not going to cause a fire. Yeah. You're not, but you're not going to get coverage. You've got an extension cord that causes a fire either. I'm sure that's going to be excluded from the policy. Definitely. Listen, I bring in contractors and make sure that we have everything copacetic, policies and procedures, who's responsible stuff, and it can still happen. Mm -hmm. Okay, but you want to make sure you don't have. You know, ex I mean, I've had greenhouses where I had extension cords. Okay, trust me. I know it happens. Oh, you know that about way. extension when cords? When I walk huh? into a client's greenhouse or in their grow facility, and I. I see extension cords in the ground. It's like, holy shit. If you've been, you know, what's wrong with you? you got to fix this because if you get a fire in here, you're going to have a lot of trouble and probably not get coverage. Mm -hmm. That's definitely right. unfortunate, man. I feel bad for him. We, uh, yeah. This... Could, listen, I mean, me, I, and I'm anti, like, I guess you, you guys can figure out I'm anti-establishment on a lot of stuff. And insurance companies are in that loop. Like, I think insurance companies are crooks, straight up. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, we pay them for a lifetime, over a lifetime every month. And the second I want to use the coverage that I paid a lifetime for, they try to find a million ways to not pay me and to leave people out high and dry a lot of times, even in cases when it was legitimate causes that they should have covered. Well, so, that's, how they, that's yeah. how they get all that big, big money, Luke. Yeah. Something. Yeah, that's the reason why every big city, the biggest buildings are yeah, insurance, insurance buildings. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Hey, I was companies. an insurance defense attorney for decades. <laughs> I understand how it works, okay? And my job was to find ways to get them out of having to pay money. Mm -hmm. It's just that simple. And I was pretty good at it, and they liked me, okay? But I also understand that when I pay a policy, I want the goddamn policy to pay out if I have a loss, Okay. Oh, my, as again, a cautionary tale. If you're in the business or you're going in the business, you need to find an insurance agent and an attorney to review your policies to make sure you are covered. And what do you have to do to maintain coverage? This is important because these people may lose their business mm -hmm. because this is an uninsured loss. Businesses yeah. cannot run without insurance. As much as we all hate those insurance companies, if you don't have insurance, you, you, you can't run a successful business in any industry. I mean, it's the Those rules. You, they make you have to get it. They, you don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. You have to have it. Yeah. Well, in, in many cases, they do. And I, I mean, I just did a lease the other day, and it had a list of insurance coverage we had to have. I called up the agent, and he sent the policies over to me to make sure we review them, make sure they cover what's in the lease for your possessory interest, loss of business, personal property, all that kind of stuff, comprehensive general liability, all that stuff. What does it cover? What doesn't it? And I'm not even that good at it, okay? So if you're going to be in this industry, I'm telling you, you need to find someone who can look at your policies and make sure you're covered or bend over and lube up because you're going to lose your business. You are going to We lose. need to make sure that's on the pool. Like a rock. Bend over and lube bend up like a rock. Yeah. 
when you exactly. hear the zipper come down, brace yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. I feel like we're in a Dr. Dre music video right now. Oh boy! And on, and on, hey, yeah, and on that, we're gonna go to a commercial. Andrew we're gonna Dice be right Clay, back. man, one of my heroes. Andrew Dice Clay, Sam Kinison. I'm on I get no respect. Oh yeah, we're we're gonna go to a commercial on that. We're gonna be right back. The control tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And with the tower propelling at 2600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date. The control tower from Highly Educated. whatever you're doing we're good okay all right stop whatever you're doing make sure you hit that like button i know youtube will appreciate it you'll appreciate it and we will appreciate it also also make sure you subscribe to the channel if you not have have not subscribed to the channel as of yet and as of january 1st of next year we are going to move our channels you guys so make sure you go and follow our new channel so you get the live show hi at nine news.com h-i-g-h-a-t-n-i-n-e N-E-W-S. We're going to go and we're going to build up that channel and we will be putting a lot of other content on it to this channel as well. But we want to make sure that everyone knows that the live show will be moving on January 1st to our new YouTube channel. Hi at nine news N-I-N-E instead of the numerical nine. Also, any all the articles that we cover today, you can find on our website at Hyatt9news.com. www.hyatt9news.com. Check it out today. Share it and tell a friend. I'm Jason Beck, and this is Smoky Vanilla, and if you want to feel as good as I look, then you need to get yourself a stretch and smoke with Smoky Vanilla. That's right, baby. I'm Smoky Vanilla with my background in kinesiology. I'm a sports massage therapist and stretch coach. I focus mostly on athletes who have chronic pain or injury due to their sport, or the legends of the chronic in the game, baby. Oh, yeah, you know what it is. We just stretched, and now we're going to smoke, because you know what it is. That's right. I love intuitively creating a session based on the individual I'm working with. We'll go through a few assessments, look at the past health history, injury, or anything that's still affecting you today, and create a customized session just for you. Let's go. The woman, also known as Carmen Sacramento, is a well-known industry expert and the head honcho of the Women's Canna Awards, and here bringing us off with a little Wednesday hump day heat. Y'all know who it is, Mandy Tingler. Good morning, everybody. I hope you're having a great week so far. One more day until you get to stuff your face, so starve today, eat tomorrow. Um, I also want to give a lovely shout out to my sweetheart here. Yesterday marked 15 years that he was sentenced to 22 years for a nonviolent cannabis crime. So I just want to give him a shout years. out. That's a long time. Do we have so a sound glad that for anniversary. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, for anniversary. But nonetheless, happy that he's home with us. Yes. Um, so my article today is is gonna talk to you guys a little bit about sleep gummies. We've all heard that cannabis is used for sleep more than anything. Um, It's definitely very effective for that. 
And many individuals who aren't even comfortable going to the dispensaries to buy the right products for sleep are utilizing CBD hemp-based products to assist with their sleep. And this particular story has an interesting twist for you. I know, like, I used to smoke all day long, and then I would read my daughter, like, a story, and I'd get, like, two pages into the story. So cannabis works for sleep, because I'd be out, and she'd still be holding the book. So, that's just that's just called being a dad that just happens because you're a dad that's just, love it that's well just today age. my article comes to us from high times and the headline reads texas woman receives lifetime ban for bringing cbd sleep gummies on carnival cruise line for l ever says going on a cruise is intended to be a break from reality and a place where you vacation your way, whether that means being active on excursions in foreign destinations or sleeping in and relaxing on the deck. However, one individual recently received a lifetime ban for attempting to bring CBD gummies on board. According to Local News 10, Texan Melinda Van Belhusen has gone on many cruises in the past and the frequency she has earned priority boarding. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> her most recent trip was meant to celebrate her 21st wedding anniversary with her husband as well as her son's senior year of high school by traveling to Aruba, Caraco, and the Dominican Republic. During the boarding of the Carnival cruise ship Horizon at the port of Miami, Florida, she was set to visit, or she was set to visit, she was pulled aside with a security officer when they found CBD gummies in her bag. She said, I have trouble sleeping, so it was just to make sure I could sleep on the trip, so if there were any issues, I could sleep. I've always traveled with them, no problem. Van Belhusen explained that she was taken away from her family to a separate area where she was interrogated by both ship security and law enforcement. She said, I sat there for two and a half hours, not really sure what was going to happen, she said. The way they treated me was like a criminal. At first, she thought it was a mistake, something often prohibited on the ship when boarding. I thought I was one of those. it was one of those situations where you're like, oh, shoot, I left a bottle of water in my backpack. You got to throw it away kind of thing. She says it happens all the time at TSA. CBD has been legal in the U.S. since 19, or since, excuse me, since 2018. The 2018 Farm Bill was passed and has been sold in any state as long as it contained less than 0.3% of THC. The problem with the cruise line, in fact, with all major cruise lines, is that they do not permit CBD on board due to federal restrictions. According to Van Belhusen, even the captain questioned her during the incident. The captain asked me several times if I had a marijuana card or if I had a diagnosis, if I needed it, she said. I said, it's CBD. That doesn't exist. It's just not a thing. She and her family did not continue their vacation and were sent a letter from Carnival on August 5th stating that she was banned from ever cruising with the Carnival Cruise Line in the future. The letter said, this decision was based on your actions on the current cruise, which were a violation of the cruise ship rules, interfered with the safety and or enjoyment of other guests on the ship, or caused harm to Carnival, the letter stated. Mm. It also said, your attempt to book a future cruise will result in cancellation and a possible loss of deposit monies. Now, obviously local news channels reported on this. This poor woman and her family just trying to go on a vacation i am assuming they're probably out the money that they paid for the trip the article doesn't go on to in and describe really anything else in detail about that but 
a pretty outrageous allegation in my opinion and i can't wait to hear what you guys think about carnival cruise lines and this cbd policy this is carmen sacramento coming at you live from high at nine how, how did they even find these gummies in the first place they go through your bags when you get on these boats they don't go through your bag like that listen i'm just tired of dealing with these damn cbd heads you got these CBD heads running all over these cruise ships, just ruining my time, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Trip's ruined. They do this CBD thing with these gummies. They get crazy. They run around screaming CBD all over the place. What the hell's oh, wrong man. with these people? I'm Spiking glad they got banned. Drinks with CBD. Crazy. I, Out of control. I don't understand how they got caught. I don't know. I um, think I'm willing I, to bet I, you that they probably offered one of these to some crew member or to a chef or something like that. And then yeah, they, and then, and then, and then they're obligated, do. they're obligated to keep their job. And so they snitched on them and then yeah. that's how they found it. That's what CBD people do. They try to get everybody hooked on CBD. That way the next week you're sucking D for CBD. Sucking D for CBD. Oh man. Put that on a t-shirt. Flat wow. back in for some CBD. Yeah. <laughs> I think a dog got him, Jason. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not crazy. buying that. I'm not buying that because I don't believe that CBD has a, has an odor. I'm not. I'm, no. I'm not um, buying listen, that. there are they. Do, they go through your stuff pretty good. Um, they do. I had. I, I I've had been a, on plenty a, of cruises. I just went on a cruise. I've been on she plenty of cruises. She had a bait pen. I've been on plenty and, of cruises. And they, and they, don't, they, they don't. They don't. search your stuff like that. I'm not buying that. I mean, no. I don't know if they searched it or what, but I know she had a vape pen and they somehow found the pen. And, but they didn't trip. They just took it from her. Yeah, they usually just confiscate it, but. And especially like if it's in a state that's legal. So like if you're leaving out of a port in San Diego or something like that, they're usually pretty cool. Florida. From my understanding, they do now go through your stuff pretty strictly or pretty thoroughly. And cannabis is illegal in international waters. Yeah. Stop um, trying to smuggle CBD. I mean, what 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 if you had it? Yeah, in your what if you had it in your actual pocket, like? What you're, are you talking that. about your your pants pocket yeah, or your like, prison pocket? Like your actual pocket? Yes, your actual pocket. <laughs> you know, yes, two yeah, those are two I, different pockets. Uh, yeah, bro. we're we're not we're not going into th those types of pockets, bro. No, no, no pocket <laughs> checks like that, buddy. Well, and women have an extra pocket. Oh boy! Whoa! Oh, whoa! Damn! <laughs> I'm oh. just saying. I'm just saying. What do you it's think? It's been about, known to happen before. What do you think about this? I think this? this thing just went into the corner pocket. Yeah. What do you think about this, Rico? <laughs> I mean, you've been you've been you've been pretty quiet on this one, but I have seen you pretty active in the chat. Oh, you're on mute. Rico are you in on the mute? chat. Are you out on of mute? Pocket. Are you on mute, Rico? Oh, it seems there as if go. I was on mute. I was over go. here talking and shit, yeah. uh, thinking that I was uh, thinking that I was going on. Uh, no one, no one yeah, hearing um, you. I, I'm I'm 100 with Luke. Like, like leave the CBD alone. <laughs> Number one, don't be caught. If you're gonna get caught with anything, do not get caught with CBD because not only are you gonna be, you know, um, it's not going to have the full effect as full spe uh, full spectrum, but also you're gonna be trashed by people on the internet for getting caught with CBD, yeah. <laughs> getting yeah, a lifetime ban from Carnival Cruise for, for, for trying to smuggle some CBD on that shit. But um, I, I always like, like you said, Jason, um, you can smuggle pretty much anything. I mean, let's talk cruise. about the letter. Just, I really let's. Like, about the letter and talking about how they endangered I, did, people on this yeah, trip. Did, did she? Like, yeah. Did, did she? Did she try to like, like pull it out? Did she try to pull it out and, and declare it? I don't know. I, I really, I really like your comment. Again, like, but you're banned for life. I really, what about when the laws change? Can she come back then? I don't think. I think she's still going to be banned. 
because CBD is dangerous. Carnival. But nonetheless, Rico, I really liked your chat. It's like it said. It said this sounds like a TikTok challenge gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, yep. I, I, yeah. It's like, hey, go on a cruise. And there's layers. There's layers of that shit. Go on China. a cruise and tip everybody with CBD gummies <laughs> and see how it works. And that's uh, like, yeah. uh, did, did she like just try to? Like, did she try to like uh, um, declare? This I, shit, like, this, I, like this, 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 I have so many. It makes no marks sense. I, I know, I know. Who gets caught with bulk? CBD gummies? Like, was I can see someone. I can see someone getting caught with like CBD isolate. Okay, I can see that. You just I don't take. You just don't take them out. I, I, but <laughs> a CBD gummy. I mean, why wouldn't you just take that and put that into a whole other package and container, and no one would ever know anything? Right. Right. So if, if I have edibles or you know. If I have edibles or stuff that looks like other stuff, I put it with the other stuff. I'm not going to go any deeper than that, but I put it with the other stuff. We're all experienced smugglers, okay? This lady may not understand how the smuggling game works, so. How old is she? Well, if she's a lifetime member of a Carnival Cruise, then I'm guessing that she is a senior citizen. But I don't want to, you know, I don't want to stereotype. Are you are you saying that? anniversary and her son's graduation from high school, so I say she's probably in her mid-60s. So are you? You're telling oh, no, me. Oh no! It sounds. It sounds like she could be. You could be uh, describing Lauren Bobert too. You know, she's she's a <laughs> she's a 36 year old grandmother. <laughs> so oh, I don't know. Oh boy! Yeah. Back yeah. in CBD, right? Yeah. You guys. Are, you, you, you guys. Are and silly. listen. You know, everybody here knows too. This is really the thing. Is like. There's people that are lacing CBD with fentanyl nowadays. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And you just don't yep. know. You don't you know this like, fentanyl CBD. Fentanyl CBD. Oh, God. God. Stop <laughs> it. Stop, stop the propaganda. It sounds like all of a sudden well, the show well, is well, sponsored well, by Project Sam. She is from Texas. Which, she is from Texas, right? She is from Texas. Did they show? Yeah, uh, you know, and you know. It, yeah. No, I heard about yeah, like, it, it, there's it, fentanyl it, CBD gangs. They're ran by wild horses, and they right. deliver CBD <laughs> right to your doorstep, oh, force boy. you to have it. Oh boy, horse on you. It's in the Lola cartel. Yeah. Well, 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 what, what I'm what I'm getting at is because she's in Texas, she brought she might have got the shit from a gas station, and it could have been. Yeah, for real. It could have been laced with some stuff that she doesn't know was in it. Mm. Hey, let everybody oh, know. Oh. Don't go on Carnival oh. if you like weed. Any cruise line, I don't know why we're just sticking to Carnival. It's it's all the major cruise lines have this exact same policy. So, you know, this yeah, is if, this is yeah, Carnival just happens to be in the news and getting some free publicity about it. No, and, I heard on I heard Viking Cruise Line like ev- anything goes. I heard you can just pillage and that's when it was in the old country, Luke, but not anymore. Oh. Yeah. Just chop bodies up. Yeah. They stopped doing that now. Yes, they stopped. They stopped doing that. Like it's going to happen again. The vegan lobby came in. I think they make money anymore if they don't do that anymore. I, I think this is a. I think it's a great. I think it's a great cause for all the CBD lovers out there, all you CBD heads, all you CBD smokers out there to rally around this woman and make sure <laughs> boycott Carnival Cruise. And Carnival CBD unite. And on and on that, we're gonna move right on to Mr. Luke Scarmazzo, who at one point in time was a felon and he didn't do no telling. That's right. It isn't another than your favorite cannabis outlaw correspondent, Mr. Luke Scaramazzo. Hey, hey. Good morning, everybody. It's a lovely day up here in NorCal. And yes, I'm bringing you that outlaw news again that you love to listen to. 
And this one's cool because this one is coming to you from one of our new uh, members of the, the crew, Ohio. Welcome to the club, Ohio, and welcome to the headaches. This one starts with, one lawmaker wary of some proposed issue two tweaks. We need people who are involved. The State House News uh, by Sarah Donaldson. Ohio state leaders have said that they should be able to find common ground on modifications to issue two, which legalizes adult recreational marijuana by one lawmaker is, but one lawmaker is wary of some of the potential changes being proposed. Hmm. Rep Juanita Brent says she believes that Ohioans already within the marijuana industry or those who want to be, including residents once incarcerated for cannabis-related crimes, should be included in the conversations the legislature is having as it considers tweaks to the initiated <laughs> statute. What an idea. Wow, that's like, that's, that's revolutionary. Stakeholder being involved? Oh, weird. Okay, hmm. this, we might be onto something. Don't screw here. it let's, up. Let's, let's go here, let's go further. If you've, if you've been criminalized by cannabis, the best thing you can do is come back into the field, she said. Unless you're on probation, maybe, and... Could right. be threatened maybe with another very long prison sentence, but just saying. I hear I hear what you're saying. One of her priorities, she said, is seeing that the legislator outlines a more defined pathway to recreational marijuana jobs, including those, including through the social equity program in issue two that would benefit Ohioans who are deemed socially and economically disadvantaged. Under the current language, 72% of the tax revenue coming from the state's eventual cannabis program will be equally be divided equally between the social equity program and jobs program fund and the fund for the communities with dispensaries. Another quarter will go to the addiction treatment. Of course, they always got their hand in, in, in the pocket of everything forced rehabilitation and all that, but nonsense and 3% of the administration costs according to the statute. But those who dis the, but those distribution levels could change before the initiated statute takes effect. Both House and Senate legislative leaders have indicated modifying the tax involved is on the table. Ohioans have to remember that people who are trying to be the loudest at this state house are the people who are anti-cannabis, Brent said. We cannot have anti-cannabis people leading on what is going to happen with cannabis. We need people who are involved. We need people who have been doing the work. We need people who have been advocating. I couldn't agree with you more, Ms. Brent. Representative Brent, excuse me. Senators are planning to put forth a package of policy changes, Senate President Matt Huffman said Wednesday. Although he didn't give details on the exact proposals or a timeline for it, just that it would be one quicker than standards legislation so that it comes to effect before the date of issue two. The Ohio Department of Commerce, which set to oversee the program, has nine months after December 7th to begin licenses, meaning the state won't be all out legal for some time. Hmm. So, this 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 is a really good thing. I think um, I I really support uh, Juanita Brent and and what she's trying to do here. I think um, it kind of, I know it sounds like a no brainer to a lot of people to have uh, <laughs> stakeholders that are being affected in the decisions you're making actually give input on the legislation and the and the policy process. But that's what people do most of the time, and I feel like in cannabis, a lot of times we are missing at the table. There's, there's rarely is there somebody that's been justice impacted. Rarely is there somebody who has been affected in communities that have been overpleased. Rarely is there somebody who has been had a, a 
family member or a mom or dad that served time. You're like, these are all, there's so many people that you could pull into these pools and pull it and sit and have a seat at these tables where you could really get valuable input on how to create some of these social equity problems and these social just justice programs. Until we start doing what Ms. Brent is suggesting here, we're going to continue to have these laws and programs that are created and legislation that's created that doesn't work because you don't have people that have been in the industry. You don't have people that have been affected by the laws that you're trying to fix. So I know I, I this one hits home with me again. Um, I'm interested to hear what the rest of my correspondents have to add to this. This is Luke Scarmazzo, your neighborhood outlaw coming to you live high at nine news Wednesday. Yada da mean, yada da said, yada da I'm talking about. It's a lot of I mean, I'm off paper now. I, I got off a couple of years after I got out of, out of the joint. So I could theoretically, you know, do this, but I was never asked. I mean, no one ever wanted my opinion about what it's like to go through that. And also, there's a lot of us who have run this race and some of them fall on their face. Some of them be relatively successful. And taking input from those that are most affected, including those that have run these businesses, um, can only make you more successful. Some stupid things have been done. People have made some major mistakes in trying to roll these programs out or run these businesses. And I don't know why they're not asking that before they even start writing these regulations. But as you all know, they try to impose stuff on us. And then if it doesn't work, then it's always our fault. Mm-hmm. Very, very yeah. true. I think, yeah, I think this is, um, they should have done this at every, in every state when they were legalizing and get the community actually involved from day one. Like one of the proposals that we tried to push through out here was getting um, a lot of these formerly incarcerated people, the kingpins, if you will, and having them uh, at uh, either board member seats or at any, some kind of control uh, position at the biggest cannabis companies if they really want to help and they really want to uh, bridge the gap between corporations and the community why don't you involve these people not only in the uh, lawmaking process but also in the business running process because you know what they know the game and y'all yeah. don't Rico. and i think this is just like also just a generally great rule of thumb in life is anytime that you're at the helm of something whether it's a nonprofit that you're building for a cause or a business or whatever whomever your target like entity is whether it's a customer or a benefactor from a service that you're providing they sh that population needs to be included in the development of whatever you're rolling out that stakeholder that person that will be impacted by your product or by your service or whatever you're creating you need to involve those individuals because it makes your business stronger from the jump yep where's nick lachey yep. in all this rico uh, <laughs> I believe he's still drunk dialing Jessica Simpson right now. The biggest Ohio <laughs> stakeholder is being left out of the conversation, I'm just saying. Uh, where, where's John Boehner? He's, he's drinking with uh, Nick Lachey right now. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> They're having a beer summit. Yeah. Well, in my experience, <laughs> with, with Barack Obama. With Barack Obama. <laughs> in my experience going through this a few times, those of us who have records or who might fall into those categories of social equity, we don't get near the attention of the church lady who jumps up and screams about the children or what about the odor? I mean, there's there's so many other ideas out there around cannabis that get the attention rather than those of us who have been through it trying to run these businesses. We just don't get listened to or we don't get any respect. We're still denigrated. We're still semi-criminals. 
Mm-hmm. And it, it's just, it's not going to work as long as we are looked at as the bad guys still. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I agree too, uh, with you, Dale, and with Rico. I think Rico, I think you made a good point too, is like a lot of times, you know, we get these people who are super intelligent, very smart, uh, very have a high business acumen and they ran very huge cannabis operations went and and did a lot of prison time and when these people come out listen they are still savvy they are still sharp they still know how to run a multi-million dollar organization and to be able to put them in places where they can help your company do it i'm telling you right now if you employ somebody like that you will see immediately why that person was so successful before it's not just blind luck you know, it's not easy to run a multi-million dollar organization, whether it's illegal or, or legal. So, yeah, I, I 100% agree with you on that, Reed. Yep. You, you know, I think these MSOs would not be in the position that they are now retreating from all these established markets if they had some kingpin trappers at the top of the food chain there. They would know how to connect with community. They know how to put out the products properly. And you know what? They would bring a lot of, the, uh, a lot of those folks along with them and you would be successful. And but, not to um, not to mention that they'd be a good face to mask the booth and have people thinking that it's good weed. Well, not, and not even that. <laughs> True. Like, like I'm even if 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 there's some corporate people behind some of the stuff. If I know like a person that yeah. went in and served some time and he's sitting on that board and he's the face of this organization, I'd still go spend with them just mm-hmm. on that fact yeah. alone. Mm-hmm. Just because I know, hey, look, I'm yeah. gonna go just support what he's doing because I know what dude's been through. He deserves it. Hey, we're right. We're, it's, it's, about, it's about it's about representation. It's about representation, right? Yeah. It's like um, that's that's that that missing connection. And I was talking about this. You know, Puff Daddy's been going through some shit, <laughs> and so maybe uh, his team and everything uh, 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 dodged a bullet with everything that we've uh, learned about Puff Daddy in the last week. But I'm not going to touch that. But um, yeah, that's what I always talk about having representation when you have black folks at the top, when you have brown folks at the top, when you have people that are ex uh, um, or formerly incarcerated people uh, at, at the top, you know what? That gives you in the streets, you're like, okay, well, maybe I will support this business and or maybe, you know, I have a chance at doing that too and I don't have to keep on doing this street shit. So yep. um, uh, when you have somebody who looks like you, have somebody who's been through shit like you um, um, that's actually running these organizations, that is inspiration. And, and I promise you, let me tell the listeners out there that aren't in the game and don't know, like, Listen, our goal when we're in the street and when we're outlaws is to become legitimate. We don't want to stay looking over our shoulder or thinking that we're going to go to jail and not be able to see our daughters or our families and stuff like that. So the point of trapping is to get out of the trap. That's why we do it. So, you know, just, you know, keep that in context whenever you're thinking about things like that is, you know, we, we, the more accessible you make the legal market, the better you make it, the easier you make that transition, the more people are going to participate in it, and then the more it will flourish and do well. Facts. Yes. Jason, you want to be super quick with your, your yeah, this yeah, last yeah. one? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be super quick. This is an important headline for you guys. I'll, I'll, I'll be quick. It's sure. a longer article, so make sure you head over to the website and, and read it. Give it a full give it a full glance, hyatt9news.com. But a court orders Pennsylvania Health Department to release doctor data for medical marijuana certifications. A Commonwealth Court judge has ordered Pennsylvania's Health Department to release information about medical marijuana certifications issued by individual doctors, likely bringing a conclusion to an open records dispute in which the agency sued Spotlight Pennsylvania in an attempt to keep the information a secret. 
The information could help identify outliers who might be bending or breaking the state's rules. It could also give greater insight into cases when the department attempts to attempts to discipline doctors. The judge on November 8th reached the decision that require sorry about that reached the decision to require where, to require the health department to release the data after the department and Spotlight PA participated in a court mediation program. The latest action follows a 2022 court decision ordering a health department's release aggregate data showing the reasons why hundreds of thousands of patients qualify for the state's medical marijuana program. In a quote, we are pleased with the outcome of this case, said Paula Cudson burke an attorney for the Reporters Committee for Freedom of the Press, who represented Spotlight PA in the doctor's data case. Public information belongs to the public, and this sets an important precedent in favor of access under the Medical Marijuana Act. In another quote, this data adds meaningful and necessary context to reporting on Pennsylvania's medical marijuana program and paints a fuller picture of how it's serving the people in our state, she added. The medical marijuana program has about 1,900 approved practitioners who can issue certifications to patients according to recent health department data. And this article goes on and on and on and on, but I want to see what you guys have to say. Or if you don't. Rico, you could take us out. It irritates the shit out of me that they're trying to find out what people are using weed for through the doctors. Right. It should be absolutely um, medical confidentiality. It's none of their damn business. Um, it's a HIPAA compliant. Yeah, I think it's a HIPAA. I, I, yeah, I think this is a HIPAA violation. I think I think this, this, this might go to the Supreme Court, Dale. Well, we had to deal with this out here in California, uh, and I represented the one of the first uh, recommending groups, and they went after Todd Micaria. Yep. I don't know if you guys remember. I remember Todd Dr. Was. Todd. Yeah. The, the medical board wanted him, mm-hmm. wanted him badly. I went and met with him. And when I told him I was going to go out and tell Todd that they're after him, they shit their pants and wouldn't talk to me again because they had an agenda. Okay. And this is part of the problem I have with the state getting in the middle of this is that if I call my doctor and say, look, I've got a problem. I can't poop. And he calls and says, okay, go get this laxative and you, you can poop tomorrow. It's like, it's nobody's damn business. But if I call them up or go see them and say, hey, I've got, I can't sleep at night, and they say, oh, I'm going to let you smoke some weed, all of a sudden that becomes somebody else's business? No, it's none of, nobody's business. It's, I'm, I'm just, I've been married to a physician for a long time, was in the practice for a long time, and confidentiality. As an attorney, no one can drag confidential information out of me. They put a gun to a doctor's head, and they start running their mouth about all kinds of shit. I just think they should stay out of it. It drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. I, I'm totally with you on that, Dale. I think you're 100% right about that. You good, Rico? You okay? This is, yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, man. Like, this does not sound HIPAA compliant at all. No. And it just really, really pisses me off. I think this judge is going to get their ruling overturned ultimately. Yeah, they, they, have no, they have no right to access that information. Yeah, I, I totally agree. All right. Happens all the time, though. Mm-hmm. Happens all the time. When they raided us, they took they took five thousand records, and inside of that were medical files. Those medical files, the federal government turned them over to the state medical board without a subpoena, without anybody's consent, and they tried to go after Molly, um, and we had it thrown out. But it just it's the window that these guys share information that we take as being you know confidential, holy 
You know, it's our information, and they just share it wherever they want to. Mm-hmm. And when the damage is done, you know, you, then you got to go try to fight to get your reputation back or to get your license back or whatever, because these agencies are sharing this shit without complying with HIPAA. It's none of their damn business. Issue a subpoena, get a warrant where someone's looking over it, and you can go in and challenge it. But I'm just telling you, they share information just willy-nilly. It's, it drives me nuts. And you, you know what, Dale, uh, just— in, in regards with the HIPAA, I, I can remember when HIPAA wasn't even around, but it's still still the same situation because that's the reason that when we created the San Francisco patient identification card um, in conjunction with the health department, it's the reason why you would just go and take your doctor's note up to the window with your ID um, and then you would get issued a card that w- did not have any of your information on it, just had a picture of yourself mm-hmm. along with a 16-digit number and an expiration date. And they would not keep any of your records or anything. They would give all your paper back. They would not take any copies because we did not want the Justice Department to come in to and come in and raid the health department and seize everyone's medical records. That's the exact reason why we did that. Mm-hmm. And they do that. Yep, they would. They would have a hundred percent. Yeah, man. So fuck the haters. Mm-hmm. Stay out of my business. Get yes. off my lawn. That's right. Thank you all for joining us for another episode of High at Nine News. You can catch us live weekdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, high noon on the East Coast. Big shout out to our super fans showing love and getting their comments posted live on the big screen. Our live audience and online supporters catching us across all media platforms, tuning each day to the headlines of chaos. And um, pumpkin pie is not as good as potato, sweet potato pie, just so y'all know. And uh, our vetted correspondents tuning in from all over, bringing as much needed variety of perspective and your respected opinions to the table to our production team, Cloud Media Partners, and um, all of our sponsors, keeping our AV, to a struggle, like AV struggles to a minimum and the lights on as well. As always, Cannabis Sativa L, the reason the High 9 News team reads these headlines every single day. Thank you, baby girl. Uh, it has been Wednesday, November 22nd, 2023. The show's over. You've all been blessed with the top industry headlines. Hope was enough for you to put in your pipe and smoke at least t- until tomorrow. I'm Rico Lamit, the dopest dad on the street. Jason, are we going tomorrow on, yeah. thanks, on Turkey Day? 100%. On 100%. Okay. Yeah. Michigan, thanks, we're going to have a Thanksgiving, have Thanksgiving episode. You know what I'm saying? Thanksgiving. Yes. Episode. Yes, indeed. Yes. Make sure you guys check in. Yes. It makes you guys check in with us and make sure you guys get the family gather around yes. the TV screens. Uh, put one in the air. Make sure they subscribe too. 100%. Uncle yes. Dale. That's Uncle right. Dale, what you got for us, man? You going you gonna to take us out today? Well, this comes from Bertrand Russell. The problem with modern society is that ignorant, stupid people are full of confidence and intelligent people are full of doubt. There you go. Go have some turkey and love on your family because we've got lots of problems on this earth. I have a lot of doubt. Yes, we do. Apparently.